I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The Orange failed to defend the three and their home court as they fall to NC State. We'll give you that game's fan feedback. And of course, Joe will let you know what to expect as Syracuse travels to Miami Saturday, February 27th at noon. Let's go. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 59 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. If you could please subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, that will really help us out. We'll be in your library as soon as an episode is published. We're trying to give you the most efficient, relative, and current content in this show for Syracuse sports. If you like it, please share it with your family and friends. We much appreciate that. All right. The Orange were dropped by NC State in the Dome, 74-70 in front of 21,125 fans. Brissett led the team in the game-high 25 points. He was 8-for-13 from the field, 4-for-7 from three, and 5-from-6 from the line. Battle started slow, but he did end up with 17 points, 5-for-14 from the field, 0-for-4 from behind the arc, and 7-for-8 from the uh, free throw line. Mark, he play, he put in some good minutes, but um, my notable has to go to Matthew Moore, Moyer coming in after not playing at all, putting in a solid 28 minutes, finishing with eight points, uh, four for six from the line, four rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Uh, Syracuse, as a team, shot 52% from the field, 37% from behind the arc, and a better but not good enough 70% from the line. The Orange forced 19 turnovers that turned into 32 points, and they did out-rebound NC State 25-23. to uh, that's it for the box score bullet points. Quick facts for this game. Syracuse is 1-7 when it trails at halftime this season. The Orange holds a 7-4 all-time record against NC State. And Battle, Brissett, and Howard rank 1st, 5th, and 6th nationally in average minutes played. Syracuse committed 15 turnovers, snapping a three-game streak in which they had committed 8 or less per game. Syracuse has given up now three buzzer beaters in three straight games at the end of first halves. Um, 
That's a little frustrating. It's crazy. It's been hard to watch that at the end of each half the past three games. Syracuse I expect is, it now. Yeah, I know, right? Syracuse's current RPI is at 50 now. We've risen 11 points in, in, since the last game, and our strength of schedule is at 29 according to real-time RPI. And battle continues to be dominant from the free throw line. From the pat for the past three games, he's 29 of 32, 90.6%. That's excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe. Yes. Let's hear your your quick game analysis and give me your grade. And then I got a quick question for you to go over. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we definitely lost this game. And that's kind of <laughs> Ben, I mean, I mean, we lost it as far as we should have won, but our team lost it. You know, we've had games like that where we should have won, and we didn't. And it's because of our own fault. It's, it's a, nothing but our own fault, and it's not just one thing. It's been a bunch. And it's been the same thing for when we lost to Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, St. Bonaventure, Notre Dame. It's all just the room of error. The room for error that this team has is very, very small, and we can't – make the mistakes that we make or do the things that we did last night um, and expect to win games, especially against good teams. And NC State is a good team. The turnovers in the first half, the offensive rebounds that we allowed in the first half um, killed us. And then second half, I thought it was free throws and I thought it was their three-point shooting and not finding the guy getting out of the three-point uh, three shot. So it was just a multitude of things in which, who knows, if you clean one of the things up, then you never know. So, and there's little things that you can whine about. And with the turnovers, as far as that goes, um, you're going to have turnovers. And if it comes because the other team forced it or caused it, then that's one thing. But we were actually creating turnovers that NC State really didn't have anything to do with. There were some shoddy uh, travel calls on. Um, Merrick that they counted as, as, as turnovers should have been um, fouls. At least one of them I can think of should have been a foul. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, there's a possibility because the first half we got onto the three point shooters and, um, although they were getting some offensive rebounds, uh, that was when Chukwu and Sidibe were playing. And as the game went on, Chukwu tweaked his back, Sidibe, uh, his knee wasn't, uh, wasn't as good as it's been. And, Lo and behold, we got to throw Merrick in the middle, and I think that we were more worried about Yurtsevin and the guys in the middle for NC State and trying to stop the offensive rebounding in the second half, which forced us to basically allow certain three-point shots to get up. And um, again, too, we were we were in shooting free throws with 13 minutes left in the second half, and I didn't think we took advantage of that too much. And although we do miss free throws. Going 19 for 27, I, I mean, we should have had a couple here and there. Um, we shouldn't have is missed as many. So there's a couple different things. But um, overall grade, uh, give them, I'll give them a C plus, And um, that's only just because of the way – the fact that there were so many different things is the reason that we caused it. If you could have came back and said, oh, it was just this one thing and you just had to work on that one thing, this just comes down to consistency and just how – multiple things in each half were the reasons why we couldn't, you know, win this game. And, and again, we were still there tied right there with 33 seconds to go. So yeah, we're killing ourselves, man. We're yeah. Ourselves. We kind of beat ourselves a little bit last night. So Joe, if you had to pick one of these, one of these things 
that that was instrumental most in in causing this this loss? Would it be the injuries? Because we got really thin really quick. Uh, was it the free throws? Was it defending the three point shot towards the end, or was it the turnovers? If you had to pick one thing that contributed the most, I know it's it's tough, but. It is tough because, again, we had so many points off of their turnovers, and they had more turnovers than us anyway. And some of the turnovers we had were caused by NC State, and some of them were caused by bad calls by the refs. Um, So realistically, um, the thing that we could have controlled the best that would have mattered probably would have been the defense. Just get to finding finding the the three-point shooter. I mean, It's, It's a common problem. I well, mean, it's Sam, not the first time Sam we've Hunt seen it. Guy, that Sam, Sam Hunt, Hunt guy, right. Right, he averages I mean, 4.6 points a game, and we've talked right. about a guy like that getting a hot hand and beating us, and it happened again. Right. It's not well, the first I time mean, we're talking about it. Right. I mean, the, the, he just hasn't been consistent in this team, and obviously it's a new team, different people. Um, He's a uh, – just for the record, Joe, I'm sorry. He he, he averages four, about 4.6. He's he, – Totaled 14. He's a transfer, too, I believe. Yeah, graduate transfer from um, North Carolina A&T, and that's where the same thing with that uh, Elric, number 12 there, Elric Freeman. He's a graduate senior from UNC Charlotte, so you have these two, I mean, these guys have been in college basketball for five years. They're 23 years old, and... um, (laughs) Grown men. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And... They are went from a lower school and went and moved up and played for a better school. So you know that they're decent players. Um, I know Matt Park he tweeted out something about the Sam Hunt guy uh, made like seventy plus threes last year and shot like ninety five percent from the free throw line for North Carolina A and T. So uh, it's not something that he can't do. He's just been inconsistent this year. And again, it's new coach, new team. So Playing they're trying to still level. figure it out. Right. Exactly. But either way, they're a good team. I mean, the the way that they pressed the whole game and they subbed in and out and they had, you know, the guys and reinforcements. I mean, I was nervous about it. And then they started making the threes and they shot, like you said, they they shot way over their percentage. Yeah, they averaged, what, 30? They averaged like 30 or 33 and they shot um, 43. Right. This This is one of the rare times this year where we cannot say that the defense played good enough to win the game. Because the True. defense was the reason why we lost. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, well, um, you know, looking back, 10 turnovers in the first half, a couple really bad, uh, just a lot of whistles. There was no flow to the game early. It seemed a little ridiculous to me. Uh, you know, I just got done watching the Duke-Virginia um, Tech game, and it was like a battle royale. And then you <laughs> you go and... F- watching the same conference with a different group of refs. And it's like, it's like, you know, just ticky tack BS all over the place. So with that said, um, North Carolina started what? Seven for 13 from behind the arc in the second half, you know, um, at 53% and they finished 10 for 10 for 23 overall, 43%. And, um, you know, like you said, with defending the three, and we just talked about this was a this was a home game. I felt like there's 21,000 people there. I mean, that's a decent crowd. You for know, nine o'clock on Valentine's Day. I'd say. For, yeah, I mean, I felt like Syracuse controlled a lot of that game until they didn't. You know, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, until until it got a little late, they looked a little worn out. When Howard was shooting a couple free throws one time, he just looked dejected already. And not that I don't think he like gave up anything or but he just didn't look uh, focused and he looked beat a little earlier than I would have liked him to. You know, we only had uh, a few healthy players alternating, you know, Merrick inside and going with the smallest lineup possible. I thought he did a good job. I think Moyer did. No, considering the circumstances. Oh, yeah. yeah Moyer absolutely. played great. I think Moyer did fantastic. He come in, He came down on his, on his, on his tailbone and his head. He had a bad turnover, but whatever. Yeah, he had a bad turnover and he got yanked. But, yeah. uh, but um, you know, he came down on the back of his head and he, got, he popped right up and went for his free throws, getting them in, into foul trouble with 13 minutes left in the second half, like you said. They just couldn't capitalize on that. And that was disappointing. I was really excited about that, too, with all the whistles. I figured we'd be able to capitalize on something like that. So, um, Frank Howard, he's hurt us a little bit the past few games. Uh, I think for the past two games, let's see. um, Yeah, the past two games, he's combined for 7 from 16 from the free throw line for Wake Forest and, and NC State. And Wake Forest, we pulled out two similar games, in my opinion. Similarly played, similarly scored, and uh, we pulled out one and we lost the other. And I think it was, it was probably due to defending the three. That was those late shots. I gave them a C- because they're at home, man. You know, they they failed to utilize, you know, a power up. I mean, when you we only have two more home games left, and yeah. and we had six games left. Uh, you and I talked before. You got to you got to go three for three, I believe, in the last six games before the tournament, and and we 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 missed one that I think we should have had, and yeah. that's why I give him a C minus. But if you look at the stat sheet, if you look at the box score, and you didn't know the final outcome, you would have thought we won. We beat them everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's so frustrating, man. So a C minus. I, I kind of agree with defending the three. I think hitting the free throws earlier, not just down the stretch, but earlier, um, would have made a difference at the end. So right. well, I can speculate I mean, all I want. I know. I get right. it. I know. Well, I look at it like with, you can't expect 100% free throws. No, you, you can't. Know? You and can't. I mean, they missed eight out of 80's good, though. Right. So, but I, either way, I mean, if they hit two, three more, that's, what, 80%. And it's still, you know, it doesn't mean we won. True. True. doesn't okay. mean if we have a couple less turnovers, it doesn't I mean with all the turnovers that we did have, they didn't have a lot of points off of our turnovers. So they it didn't, didn't end didn't. up hurting us. So at the end of the day, what they need to do is they need to concentrate and put their effort into what they've been doing best and what's allowed them to stay in games the whole year, which is defense. Yeah, you you're, know, you're and right. at the and, and at the end of the day, again, we can't sit here and talk like injuries and people being banged up and who we're playing and, and just the fact of the amount of freshmen and first time starters, first time players getting 10, 15 plus minutes plus, you know, in a game. I mean, they're going from getting 10, 15 plus minutes and maybe not even playing to they're expecting to play 30 plus minutes, 20 plus minutes, 25 plus minutes. So you have to be able to kind of look at it, look at it. You know what I mean? You can't just put anybody anywhere and you know, what are people going to expect? Someone else gets hurt and we got to play walk-ons that, you know, they're going to get mad that, we lose like, Oh, I know, you know what it's I mean? Just, like, yeah. And we'll get into some of that. You in have fan to put feedback, everything but, into perspective here. Um, get, you know, our situation compared to a lot of other schools in the nation is not a very good one at all. No, I get and, it. And, and we're right there. 
we still have an opportunity to still make a mark and get into the tournament. So yeah, it's not done yet. When you hear all these predictions, uh, Joe Lenardi and all these other some of these the, the idiot from Yahoo um, and a couple other guys, uh, you know, they're project they're, they're trying to predict the future. They're trying to predict right. the future. This show, we don't talk about the future. We could speculate a little bit, but as of right now, we're in the tournament, in my opinion. You can't say we're not. There's a, What's there that we haven't done? Now, if you want to go and start projecting into the future and you say, oh, well, if you lose against Miami and then you lose against North Carolina and then you go to Duke, I mean, right. <laughs> that's a tough stretch. You could lose all yeah. three of those games, but we I don't mean, know what's going to happen wanna... yet. Exactly. If people want to look ahead and say, well, they're going to lose to North Carolina, they're going to lose to Duke, they're going to lose to Clemson, they're going to lose to Miami. Well, then, yeah, if we lose all those games, then, yes, we are not going to be in the tournament. Well, You're we'll be in trouble. Right. We still have an ACC tournament. Well, we still have the ACC tournament, but at the, but uh, why are we talking about game? I mean, if you're a fan, just watch, wait for the game. Watch it. I mean, you, you just, everyone just watched St. John's. This is not a tournament team who just beat Villanova. And just beat Duke, Marquette. I mean, they're on a roll. Beat DePaul last night. They won four straight. And they're not going to sniff the tournament unless they win the Big East uh, Conference Tournament. And, I mean, they beat those teams. So, yeah. if those if that, if those, if that team can beat them, then, then we can beat those teams. It's just to just speculate and say, oh, I'll just assuming. Like, I don't, I've never understood why a fan would look ahead and speculate like, well, we're not going to make it. We're going to lose they that hear, game. Because gonna... they hear the, the, the Joe Lenardi's out there saying, oh, you know, they're out, they're last four out. Or, Just you wait know. for the game to be played. Oh, I know. It's going to come why, up. That's what I'm saying. Stop and, paying attention um, to those guys. Syracuse.com buys into that all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. All right. Uh, just for the record, Wake Forest and NC State shot, both shot eight for um, eight for 13 from behind the arc against us. Obviously, it's 61% combined, 16-26. Syracuse, in the six wins in the ACC, we have 71-6 assists and 63 turnovers, okay? That's an average of uh, 11.8 and 10.5 on the turnovers. In the seven games we've lost, the Orange has 59 assists and 94 turnovers. That's an average of 84 on the assists in 13.4 on the turnovers. So I just thought that was interesting. We didn't really pick a player of the game because we lost the game, but I think it, we would be uh, doing an injustice to O'Shea if we didn't mention his night, a career-high 25 points, and he just he really held the team together. He, he kept us in that game yesterday. He's the one that brought us back at the end, hitting a huge three. So I thought that was oh, yeah. awesome watching him. Uh, do that, and I mean, you gotta love that, right? It is a, in a good point in a in a in a loss. The the diamond in the rough was O'Shea. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. But either way, it's just one of those things where we have our big three, and if it can get to the point where these guys get comfortable with each other, the team works together. I mean, these three are good enough to be like, you know, you're talking about some of the best top three of teams around the country. It's just, we don't have the depth. We don't have everything else that goes with being a, an actual team. Obviously it's five on five and you have bench and we're talking about three people, but the, you're talking about three players that are basically carrying us. And I mean, O'Shea Brissett, just seeing stuff like that. I mean, you see, you see stuff all the time where you kind of, you know, you see it coming, but I mean, he made two threes to tie and, 
I don't know. It was just, I mean, within what a minute and a half of each other, he had a bunch of turnovers or sorry, steals created turnovers. Um, but he definitely would look like a NBA ready player last night. And that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Good for him, but unfortunate. You know, none of the guys right now are projected first round draft picks. No, well, no. So they would be likely to stay. Uh, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But, but a great game for O'Shea, and I'm happy for him. It sucks that he played that good of a game and we lost. But yeah, well, other than that, I mean, what are you going to do? Seems like a wasted effort, right? Yeah, right. kind of. So you got to give credit when credit's due. That's right. All right. Final thoughts, Joe. Quickly. Nothing? I really don't have any. Okay. It's just a game that we let get away. So now we lost a home one, so we got to go somewhere on the road and, and pick one up. And um, It just makes it better, that much more difficult, basically. What better than a noon game down in Miami where we have a whole bunch of snowbirds from New York down there? Yeah, exactly. Retire into the warmth. So let's just hope that uh, that our team can get can get up and our fans can get there. That's right. All right. Um, Cuse Nation. It sucks. Keep your heads up. NC State in the mirror. All right, Joe, time for some fan feedback. Are you ready? After yeah. the loss? Okay. Uh, Brian B. says, the Bayheim era is over. This is not the Big East. JB, as great as he is, has 1,000 wins in our hearts, but he needs to retire. Well, he actually has more than 1,000 wins, and it's in real life. Uh I don't believe in the revisionist history of the NCAA. They could say he's got one win. It doesn't make it so. Uh, but uh, retire, I don't know. Everybody's so hard on Jim Beheim this year. Look what he's dealing with. Look what he's got That's on his plate. The point. That's the whole point. The point is is that the fact that we're even right now where we are is, is literally like, I mean, you could argue with the depth, the injuries, the youth and inexperience that this is like one of the best coaching jobs that he's pulled off. I, and you have a great point with that. I've never even thought about it like that, but that's it, very true. You have to you – know, you can only compare a coach to what they're working with. You know, Just because you're a good coach doesn't mean that you're going to win 25, 26 games, be ranked, and go to the tournament every year. Yeah. You know, I mean we're rebuilding off of those sanctions and uh, the loss of scholarships and – with all this player turnover with people leaving and people going to the NBA early and now these injuries, like this is just a transition year. And for us to even be in the NCAA tournament conversation is amazing to me. Last year, sanctions is always the toughest. That's when it's, that's when it's everything's boiled down to what you've done, been able to do or not been able to do in the past three years. You've been, you haven't been able to build, you haven't been able to, you haven't been able to build anything. So you're, you're, you're grabbing for straws. Malachi Uh, Richardson leaves early. Tyler Lydon leaves early. Torian Thompson, Geno Thorpe transferred transfers, Geno Thorpe leaves. And we, then we get an injury and we got two big guys that are just sitting on the bench. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So, all right. Douglas says way too many unforced turnovers and missed three free throws at home. You have to take care of the ball. Eliminate five of these turnovers and make a couple free throws. Cuse wins. I mean, it's speculation, but that's what we do. I have to agree with Douglas on that. You eliminate five D. turnovers because those could turn into points for us. Play D, yeah. I mean, yeah, we know. We've been over the D thing. Douglas, though. Douglas has a point. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Douglas mean, he's has got a point. point. That's one thing, but what's easier? Oh, you know, apparently, none the- of it. Apparently. Apparently, none of it's easy because they didn't do any of it yesterday. 
They did a couple things really good. That's why I got I gave him a C minus. You gave him a C plus, man. That's a little much, man. Don't you think? Don't you think it's a little no. generous? No, I don't because, like I said, there were they're at home. They're they at had home. they didn't play bad. It was small little things. They didn't play. C plus isn't a great grade. It's pretty I mean, good it's, for a loss. It's pretty good for well, a loss. Considering home. our opponent and how we came back and how we played. We yeah. did we did score what? We came back from eight down in like a minute or something like that. The bottom line is this year is the type of year where if you score seventy, you should be winning. Yeah, absolutely. So, Especially with that defense. You know how many losses we've had this year? If we scored seventy, we would have won. We'd already be That's in the true. tournament. We wouldn't even be stressing about this stuff. So That's the true. bottom line is it's just do what you've done all year. Unless NC State is that good. If that's the offense, them in Kansas are the offenses that crack the code, then NC State's a lot better than what a lot of people think. Hey, Steve Steve is a ray of sunshine. He says, it could be worse. Look at Pittsburgh. Big fat donut in the ACC. <laughs> there you go, Steve. You're Thanks, my favorite. Steve. So Thank far. you. Thank best you. One, best one yet. <laughs> um, John C. says, embarrassing to let one – I actually know this guy. I just realized that. Embarrassing to let you uh, to let one guy get that hot and beat you. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. It happens. I think um, I, I don't know when you you can't recognize the shooter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We've stopped it before too, but you let Sam Hunt go off, and he well, did. Well, we also have a situation where we have nobody. Okay, every other team I'll in the nation. Joe. Let's hear Joe's. Let's hear Joe's excuse. Go ahead. It's not even an excuse. Every team in the nation, if someone on the <laughs> on the court doesn't do what the coach asks, the coach turns around, looks at the bench, and has options of somebody to put in when someone's not doing their job. Last night, we did not have that. He's got walk-ons. What are you going to do? Put Adrian Autry and, and Adrian Autry and Devendorf and Jerry McNamara can't suit up. So Adrian Autry what... Jr. can. <sighs> Come on, man. Next. Uh, all right. Peter says the question is, can this team even make it to the NIT? Come on, Peter. Jeez. Already in the NIT, Peter. Get out of here. Jeez. Go go pound sand, Peter. Go pick jo- a pickled pepper. Jo- <laughs> Joseph says it's all about consistency. Four points was within reach. Let's go orange. That's a positive attitude. I'm talking about Joseph. It was in reach. Unfortunately, uh, they blew it. Good, good positive name, attitude, though. Great, great name, great thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah okay. Uh, another uh, <laughs> Nick says another brutal loss in a must-win game, typical for the last two years. Yeah, I mean it's been a little tough. We've we've won typical, games we yes. shouldn't. We yeah we sh- we've won games we shouldn't have too though. Yeah, um, it's not a must-win. Uh, Tim Tim Nicholas. says yeah, not a must-win. It should have been a win though. Not yet. It, it, it should have been a win though. Uh, and I think that's his point. I'm gonna vouch. Well, for, I for mean Nick I. I had I once had a friend that said if ifs and buts were candy and nuts we'd all have, have a merry, merry Christmas. Christmas so. Is that my brother? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Tim some some some, some, some goon I do a podcast with. Oh okay, that was me. I was going to say my brother got it from me. Uh, Tim says got to win. never said that. Got to win them home games. Not looking good for March. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we can talk about that all day. I'm going to skip yeah, he, he right over. He could have been a lot negative. So Yeah, so. I know. Well, there's a lot of negative stuff after a loss. Well, he he could have been a lot worse. That's what I'm saying. That's not yeah. a bad one. True. I can take True. that. I can deal with that True. One. And I'm skipping, all, I'm skipping over the Frank Howard bashing because I have a soft spot for Frank Howard because he's improved so much this year. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's so, my point. So, Looking from uh, where he's went to. He yeah, went from the doghouse 
to doing what he's doing. And it's like, God, like, yeah, calm down, everybody. You know, calling for <laughs> calling for his retirement. He's a <laughs> his retirement. No, of course he's going to transfer because he's not good enough. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like it don't make no sense. Clayton just said, just punch your ticket to the NIT. He must be listening to Joe Lenardi too. All right, one more, one more. Can I find a positive one on here? What's going on? <sighs> oh, Richard, he makes he makes a point we've made, but I'll, I'm going to throw it out there. They beat us with three pointers in the last two minutes, Richard. You nailed it. That's exactly what they did. All right. Go to Facebook.com. Yeah, right. Facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. I didn't do it yesterday, but I usually put the the grade out that I have um, on the box score, and I post that there. You can comment there. We'll use those comments, too, uh, if you want to get on the show. So uh, get after it. All right, Joe, heading to Miami. Saturday, February 17th at 12 o'clock noon, high noon at Wasco Center. Wasco. Wasco, Wasco. What do you got? What do you got on the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes. Well, um, Hurricanes right now are 18 and 7 and 7 and 6 in the ACC. Uh, they are actually on a downward slide. They, they were ranked as high as 6th in, earlier in the season. Um, I don't think they had a very difficult non-conference, and I remember actually questioning their ranking and how good they were when they were coming into ACC play because they didn't really play anybody. Um, but looking at the numbers, I mean, Ken Palm has him up at 37. They have us; he has us at 50. Um, and as far as the the real time the real time RPI, um, they're also a little bit higher there. They're 30th and uh, we're 50th. So obviously us being away, this is going to be a quadrant one game for us. And um, again, like I said, they're on, they're on a little bit of a skid. They've lost two in a row. Uh, they lost at Boston college and lost home against Virginia. And it just um, makes them, it can make them dangerous too. Well, and that's the whole thing. Uh, the, one of the key things to um, look at basically is um, one of their better players there, Bruce Brown. He, um, he fractured his foot. He did something to his foot, and he had to have surgery. And it um, it's definitely changed their team a little bit. Um, I read an article um, with Jim Larinaga, their coach, being quoted as thinking that um, the fatigue starting to set in. A couple of their their younger guys have kind of hit a wall, and um, he can just tell in practice that uh, wow. the energy, the energy, and just the uh, attention to detail and stuff is kind of lacking. And um, this is straight from the coach. That's crazy uh, that a coach would go off like that. Yeah, Maybe he's using I mean, his motivation know. though. He could. He could be. He could be. Um, he. It's just tough because again, this is one of the teams that I just think that we have we have a chance of, of beating. Um, I know it's at home and everything like that. Uh, they are. Uh, they're a little of a deep team. They have the seven. Depth players doesn't worry that, me though. It doesn't. Well, no, it shouldn't. I mean, they have. It's looking at the stats. They have seven players that average over eight uh, eight points per game. But then, when you put in the fact that uh, Bruce Brown, the guy who got hurt, is um is out, and their other leading scorer, uh, Hewell, uh, Dewan Hewell, he's a six eleven sophomore. He um started the season, especially ACC, off great. And I mean, up until like I know I read last game against Virginia, I don't even think he had a point. So he's starting to fall off too. Um, they do have uh, that Vasilovic who uh, beat us. Uh, who? Vas- Vasilovic. He's um, 
Who? Uh, little little white uh, shooting guard that drained some threes in the dome, hit like six threes or something like that, and I think beat us uh, a couple years ago. So they do have those three-point shooters. Um, but I honestly feel pretty good about it after I read that article. Um, I don't know if it's the Miami Herald or where I read it. Hey, but, that, uh, could be a, that could be some reverse psychology. Going well, on. either way, yeah. I mean, coaches do what they got to do to motivate their players. Yeah. But, um, I mean, right now they, they have a tournament resume. Um, but obviously being in the ACC and only at eight, 18 and 7 with uh, not a very difficult-looking um, strength of schedule from what I saw, uh, I just they, – they have to they, – they, they need to win too. Yeah, 60th uh, strength of schedule. So Holy cow. Uh, what they have – who yeah. they play in the non-conference? That's what I'm saying. I, I thought that's why that's why they climbed to six because they didn't lose in the non-conference. I'm sure they had a couple of tough games, but um, six I mean, is bad though. That's double what we got. We're, yeah, you know, we're yeah, at 29. So, so yeah, right. So I don't know what kind of wins they have because um, that's why they had. You know, he had Joe Lenardi had NC State in above us, and if you look at our our numbers, the RPI strength, the schedule record, we were all right. It's just NC State has beaten Arizona and Duke and North Carolina. Yeah, they've got so big we, wins. Exactly. And so with Miami, I think they're looking, again, for some signature wins because they didn't really get a, a lot of opportunities in the non-conference. And obviously in the ACC play, they're 7-6, and six, so they're right there bouncing around 500. But again, with that injury to Bruce Brown, he's one of their better guards, better players, and um, they're uh, – 6'11", uh, sophomore there, Juwan Hewell, um, kind of falling off a cliff. And then just off of what I read, it doesn't look like Miami um, is, you know, even close to what they were, you know, a month, month and a half ago. So um, it's something to look forward to. But again, who knows what kind of situation we're going to be in. You know, who knows sure. how what Sadiwi's knee is going to feel like. And uh, I don't if, think we could be without both. It by, I mean, something popped in Chuku's back. That's not good, dude. I've had that happen. You you usually don't. I know they got great trainers and medical staff at the at the university there, but any normal guy's not probably not coming back two days after you know something pops in your back back like that. Well, I I mean, if you're talking pop, if it was that's what he serious, said, those were his words. Well, pop, it could just be a pull. You know what I'm saying? If it was a pop and they were worried about some type of spinal situation, then they never would have let him. Oh, it's probably get just a, no. I'm game. talking about a muscle. It's, it's probably, probably just muscle. lower back muscle yeah. popped it, and yeah. you know, with a, a team like Syracuse Division One with the technology they have now, all he's going to be doing is Ice basically bath. getting treatment. He's not going to be practicing. He's not going to be doing anything. He's going to be getting treatment all the way up to the point where he's going to play, and hopefully that he can give him 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like, that's pretty much going to be what it's going to be. He's not going to be 100%. He'll be stiff. You know how it is. Um, but he's going to be better than what he was in that game. So, All right. But, again, like you said, it could be something worse. And who knows if, like you said, we could be without both. So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't didn't look good the other night, i tell you that. All right, any no. final thoughts heading into Miami, Joe? I'll give it to you because I don't have nothing. Win. <sighs> well, yeah, again, like I said, um, winning this game, I think erase. I mean, it erases the NC State loss. So, oh, absolutely. I think. Um, then it'll be fun that, to do fan feedback and get the total opposite of what we what we just went through. 
Right. Well, that and that's the whole thing is last week wasn't a must win. This week isn't a must win. But if we don't get this win, then we're going to start getting into some must wins. Absolutely. And they're, they only get tougher here for a little bit. So, yeah. All right. Exactly. Well, I'm going to watch the duels and drink a couple beers. Duelies. And um, that's it. Let's look yeah. forward to Saturday. Go Q's. Hopefully they win. Um, go to Facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast. Thumb us up there, please. If you want to go to Twitter, uh, we're working on the Twitter thing. If you want to go to Twitter, it's at Q's Nation Show is our yeah. Twitter handle. It's a work in and, progress. Yeah, we're getting better at it. So that's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Later. Peace. You just heard the Q's Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.